for absolute truth. Buddhism is that very path. As I've often said, there really is no institution in Buddhism. There really is no Buddhist church. There is no Buddhist pope. That's why when the Buddha was dying and his, his students were around him and asking essentially, now what? Now what do we do? And it was as though he was confused. And he said, this was not ever about me. He said, the Dharma is your light. That from the very beginning of his teaching, he taught, of course, from the wisdom of his own experience. And so he said, you won't find it in the world of indulgence, the palace. You won't find it in the path of asceticism. He had tried that. And in his own words, he said that he experienced as much pain as it was, impo- as it was humanly possible to experience because he wanted to know whether that was a viable path. And how would he know it unless he did it utterly? And so we benefit from his having explored those two paths so we don't, in a sense, have to do them and he said, it's, there's, he said, there is a middle way. Evelyn Underhill goes on to say that <clears throat> that in trying to follow such a path, a path of mysticism, of mystical practice, of genuine spiritual practice, That these, that, that these are, takes us into realms that are uh, so far and remote from our ordinary habits of thought that their investigation entails a preparation, a purging of the intellect, she says. We must come to this encounter with minds cleared of prejudice and convention and must deliberately break with our inveterate habits, habit of taking the visible world for granted. That is, for granted that that's all the world is, that that's all there is to see. We have to break ourselves from our lazy assumptions that somehow science is real, but the the metaphysics, world of metaphysics or mysticism is not. That is the world that we cannot weigh and balance and measure. We must pull down our own card houses and descend, as the mystics say, into our own nothingness, and examine for ourselves the foundations of all possible human experience before we're in a position to criticize the buildings of the visionaries, the poets, and the saints. We must not begin to talk of the unreal world of those dreamers until we have discovered, if we can, a real world with with which it may be compared. The Buddha might have said, if what we call the real world, that which we measure in way and describe, if that world and our ability to experience it in, as we do, according to those inveterate habits, was all there was to it, 
then the whole of the world would reveal itself to us. And we would be able to live in that wholeness. And our lives would speak of that. Our lives would be characterized by harmony and peace and equanimity. And deep understanding. And so the Buddha said, look to your own evidence. If we don't see that evidence borne out, then either we're not doing it well enough, which is the slippery slope of, it didn't work this time, this purchase, this relationship, this seeking outside of myself, but it will work next time. Either we're just not doing it well enough or we're proceeding on a false assumption that it's not out there. And so when the Buddha left his palace,